Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go, gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Bowls in the office. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah, <laughs> first doing... day of fa- first Saturday of fall, I guess, on the weekend. Yeah, and, and it definitely uh, feels like it. It's like a nice, cool <laughs> 70 or something lower than that out, and it might get a little warmer today. I think it's actually supposed to get a little bit warmer today. But yeah, the temperature's been up and down like crazy. Uh, it's the season for nope. changing things, so oh, people yes. are going through and cleaning things out. Like I think you actually have been doing some <laughs> yourself, as a matter of fact. Yes, I have. I've been cleaning out the garage and the office, getting rid of stuff, finding old laptops, old computers, and what a perfect time to recycle. And even I've been doing that. (laughs) Just going through boxes in our basement, I found a bag of old cell phones from like the early 2000s, and I was like, well, there's no chargers for them. I'm not going to pay. I don't even know. I'm not even going to look up what a charger would cost. I'm sure none of them, I think the charging port was probably broken on some of them. That's why I went to different phones. I don't even remember. (laughs) It's just time to get rid of this bag that I've got. So, oh yeah, it's it's just amazing though the amount of junk. I mean, gar- regular garbage, yep. not aside from the electronics that I've thrown out. I'm like, why am I holding on to this? Why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, electronic uh, garbage is only quite is only a percent of it. We as humans, we definitely uh, create a. a enormous amount of trash. Um, So that is actually one thing that our business tries to be uh, the forefront of is electronic recycling. So we try and make sure this stuff doesn't end up in landfills or in the sea or anywhere like that. Um, There was an art exhibit somewhere in Europe, and I think it was around the G2 summit earlier in this year, I think is what it was, uh, where the artist took a bunch of electronic waste and he made uh, sculptures of some of the people that were at the the World (laughs) Summit. Oh, wow. Uh, and I mean, cool. these were huge. These were very, very big sculptors, and they had, uh, you know, computer components, uh, CDs, floppy drives, um, just all kinds of computer components. One of them, I think, was made out of entire hard drives. So, uh, we create tons of electronic waste. We are oh, trying yeah. to make sure yeah. to keep it uh, disposed of properly. So, like the stuff I got will end up going to BLH. If you've got stuff, oh yeah, you I, put some I've got more today, actually. Actually, yeah, yeah, and I've got some more. Actually, I need to get to you too yeah, because since uh, I'm here, you can just give it to me, put it in my car, and I'm going to BLH. Otherwise, please. we are open until 6 p.m. So we'll take electronic recycling then. And you're certified, so you'll wipe off all the yep. information on those hard drives. I mean, I don't know that there's much on there, to be honest with you. That's what a lot of people do. They're like, I don't even know if there's anything on it or not. And we offer, if it's something that you might want, we can try and do data recovery and see if there's anything you want. You'd pay 50 bucks to save that stuff. Most people are like, I don't even remember get rid of it. If it's a component we would reuse, which basically means it's like a SATA solid state drive or anything newer than that, you know, uh, MSATA or NVMe or M.2, it gets wiped three separate times and then it gets serialized. So we keep track of it. If it's older than that, if it's 
it's just a SATA hard oh, disk yeah. drive or IDE drive are. or anything even older than that, it's just physically destroyed. Yeah, that's what these are. Yeah. I mean, these are old, old Windows 7, Windows yeah. 98 laptops. L- literal bricks yeah. that you handed me. I was like, oh, yeah. man. I'm like, how, you felt how heavy <laughs> yeah. those were compared to my, my new laptop I got back in Christmas. I mean, it's bigger, but it's lighter, so yep. much lighter. It's, so we put all of those in a Gaylord. They get sent to, uh, I think they get sent to our Chicago location. Either way, they go into a shredder that shreds them down and separates the various components and the various metals and and that's why you guys do a lot of these one-day events. I know you're not doing any today, but right. but I know that you, I mean, the semis and the the box trucks yeah. and the amount of people, that's that's what really gets me. And I, we've talked about this before, but just the amount of people it takes to that recycle yeah. and... I mean, we have 40 or 50 people working the event with us because that's how big some of these events are. We get, yeah, two or three semi full of electronic waste, and that's every year at oh, yeah. some of these events. I mean, it's it's kind of mind-blowing that uh, certain towns have roughly the same amount of electronic waste every year, and that just goes to show uh, some people hold on to stuff for a little bit longer than yeah. others. You might miss the recycling event this year. Maybe you'll get around to it next year, or we buy a massive amount of electronics throughout the year. There's being electronics added even more and more into oh, yeah. things that don't need them to be added into them. I know Brian likes to talk about pregnancy tests that have the little digital yeah. LED on them. The yeah. little dis- display. So those, that's now an electronic device, but it's also a biohazard. So I'm not sure exactly what the rules are on that. I don't think we can accept it, but I'm not 100% sure I'd have to check. But yeah, you're right. It's a, it's amazing, like everything that's got the electronics, your your refrigerators, your yeah. your washer, your dryers, everything. Yep, it seems your watches, like your pendants, can- your kids' toys. I mean, yeah, we've got a whole basket connected. of kids' toys that when these kids' toys are done, they'll end up going to BLH to be recycled because they've got electronics inside of them. Um, they're not just electric, they're electronic. There is a difference between those right. in particular. Uh, so your we, cameras, yeah. We oh. do not have a recycling event today. It's one of the few weekends during the fall that we don't have one. And the reason being is because we are actually closed in our Jacksonville location today. We are closed because we announced on here we're opening a new, a bigger... Uh, store in Jacksonville. Yes, you heard um, it first right yep. here, yes. So today is the awesome. day where Jacksonville store is unfortunately closed, but they are moving the benches and all of our warehouse stuff from the one location to the other. Tentatively, the opening is what, October 24th? Yeah, is that it is October 24th, so I'm fairly certain we will still be operating out the, of the, the original oh, location up until we get the, to that point. The um, ribbon cutting and all that. Yeah, I'll have to make sure to check with Brian if we have any certain particular ways we're going to be doing anything uh, besides normal um, since we'll be moving most of our stuff over to the other store location today. Now, um, with with you guys opening up this new store, you're still working on Black Friday stuff as well? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still got laptops? <laughs> yeah. You got a bunch of laptops? I, Sorry, I'm <laughs> actually kind of laughing because, yeah, we I sat down with a piece of paper and I titled it uh, our Black Friday sale, and this is when I'm going to be writing down what the model is, what the processor, the RAM, the hard drive, what we're trying to get at the price range at, what we're going to be offering at 50% at. And I took it to Leo, and I'm like, Leo, I think we can offer a sale machine at every single price range. I think we've got a two and a quarter, 250, 300, 350 
400, wow. 450. I think we've got a sale machine for almost every price range. So now we're, it's, I said to Leo yesterday, it's crunch time where we're actually like making sure we have all the components tested. We're making sure that we've got enough batteries for everything. The What we've been doing over the past couple months is finding the actual units themselves. Oh, okay. So we've got like a, we've got like 450 of a certain oh, wow. model of laptop. So that's definitely one where we're going to have as part of the sale machine. And then we've got like 450 of another model of a laptop. We've got 200 of this model of laptop. So, and when you when you stop and think about it too, I mean, it's less than two months away at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to believe the. I'm trying to wrap my head around that, yep. you know. So we're gonna have our one sale that we have every year. It's the week before Black Friday. Uh, we offer up to 50% off of select machines. We With usually cash. offer. Yep. We usually offer. I think it's 30 or 40 off of the machines uh, that we have normally every day. With cash or credit, depending on you get more if you pay cash. Um, yeah, this this yeah, is amping just, up to be the biggest sale that we've ever had. So I'm really excited that we're going through these machines. We're finding all these different models. We're able to offer, I mean, a wide range of Dells, HPs, and Lenovos. Whatever and, your budget is, you can make it work. Or and if you have other machines that you bought from BLH and you want to trade them in for credit, yep, exactly. You could be like the guy from a couple of years ago, paid five bucks for his traded in two or three <laughs> machines he had previously purchased and got one of our higher end machines. Machines. We do the sale price first, so we'll take the 50% off first, and then we will give you the trade-in credit. We like to try and make sure to maximize your value, so we don't give you 50% trade-in credit on the right. 50% of what we would already give you. So we do try and maximize your value. So yeah, this guy worked it. It was pretty much, I think it was just tax that he pretty much paid for that's as just, it was. Yeah. That's just crazy. So, that's taking extreme coupon. Yeah, but level, that's the kind but. of things that we offer, and it's only for those two days, the Friday and Saturday. If he had come in on Monday and tried to do this, same thing. We forget that we have a sale. Even if we've got like, I know, uh, I think it was last year we had the really small desktops that we, we ended up with like 40 or 50 of those after the sale was over, after we had sold a huge amount of them. So we just had this entire collection of these high end desktops that we still had a whole bunch of, and they were just the normal price at that point. Wow. We forget that we have a sale. We have sale amnesia as Brian likes to call it. So we just go back to our normal prices, but, uh, It it pays the come those two those that week before yep. uh, Black Friday and get those yep. especially makes great Christmas presents or Arts. or even if you're just needing another another computer another laptop yep. or desktop update for of something of if yeah. you have a second Maybe. or third gen processor and you want to get a fourth fifth or sixth gen processor this is the best time God. to do it absolutely we've been helping several customers over the past couple weeks and telling them hey I don't know what kind of time frame you need a computer on but if you can wait at least a little bit you can purchase a machine for or 50% off. Welcome back to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. And today is the last day you can file your claim for Google Photos. Yep, so Google Photos, if you had any photos show up on the Internet of you between, I don't know, it was like 2015 or something. Yeah. April of 2015 yeah. to May, I so believe, now, of this year. You got the months mixed up, but yeah. Oh, it, or yeah, vice versa. You're okay. pretty much exactly on. Yeah, if you had a photo show up on Google of you and you live in Illinois in those times, you can join on this class action lawsuit. And pretty much if you've ever uploaded a right. photo to like Instagram or Facebook or the internet at all, um, you and your name was associated with it, then it, this would almost guarantee 
conceivably show up. Yeah, and I, I've used Google Photos uh, quite a quite a bit. I mean, yeah. that's how I kind of backed up a lot of my a lot of my photos was onto the Google Photos Drive. So, I mean, I applied. I went ahead and applied for this. Yeah, I did thing. too. And I almost never used Google Photos, but just loading pictures on the internet oh, and yeah. Google having access to those. Um, I just went ahead and filed a claim on it as well. The worst they're going to do is tell me I'm not part uh, of it. But. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I figure too. And because Illinois, they've got some of the we've got some of the strictest yep. uh, biometric uh, laws on this stuff. Yep. That's why we got all of our Facebook checks. Um, like you said, Instagram, I yep. think. Instagram is one. one. Snapchat is one that's currently going through one as well. I had joined onto the Snapchat one, but I have not joined on to the Google Photos. I did that today, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. And today is the last day. Yeah. It comes up uh, at midnight. Um, the website that you have sent me to, the last two ones, it's this like BIPA class action, action lawsuit. lawsuit, I think is what it is. And it's basically they just uh, follow all the various um, law offices that would file a class action suit against these major corporations in Illinois. Right. Uh, so that's a pretty reliable place to go to and you can sign up for on, um, so take part in these these class action suits. And yeah, we got yeah. almost 400 bucks from Facebook. Yeah, They're estimating nice. about 400 bucks from this here. Uh, unfortunately, that's a drop in the bucket for the amount of money these oh, companies yeah. more than likely made from Oh yeah, your personal data, but uh, I they, guess it's they, at least something. I mean, they sell your data like crazy. Yep. I mean, it's at the minute you do something, your data sold. It yeah. seems like. Unfortunately, it's all but impossible to be anonymous on the internet nowadays. Oh, yeah. We talked last week about the the cryptocurrency being taken back by the government and all the various oh, ways yeah. that they were able to track the people doing this. And I mean, it's. Yeah. It's crazy. One of the things that happened this week is there was a 17-year-old who hacked into Rockstar Games servers. And, oh, I missed that. Uh, they also hacked into Uber, and I'm not exactly what, sure all they did with Uber, but the main information, at least that's what these media things are talking about, so they could be distracting from the Uber thing, but uh, hacked into Rockstar Games servers and uh, leaked information for the new GTA 6 game that will be out in probably 10 years or something but um wow and that person has already been found and arrested as well so uh we're talking about a video game company who has one of the largest online presences as far as Grand Theft Auto 6 has a massive online or 5 sorry has a massive online presence um so uh, these people know internet security oh, yeah. they know they know security as far as like their servers and all of their uh, stuff goes. They know not to default for like fishing things like that. This is just part of that cat and mouse game of we have a company that's been around forever and they're very secure. We have a young, new, fresh face to the scene who knows something that some of these others maybe can look at things from a new perspective that other people haven't, and they're able to figure out a way to get into. Yeah, it, past the security. It, it's amazing too. And the thing is, with the security, they might patch one thing, but yep. then they open up another back door for yep. something else. That's what we've find constantly yep. uh, with these patches and updates. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you had sent me an article that was uh, the latest. I think it was iOS 16.0 update that adds widgets to the uh, lock screen yeah. of it. Um, and it, the first thing that I see when I see something like that is you are giving the phone access to something else while the screen is locked. Right. And I just remember when, I don't remember what model it was, but the first iPhone that came out that allowed you to take photos and access at least the photos that had been taken. Yeah. 
while it was locked. You should you weren't able to access anything else on the phone, but you could I open just, the camera, take pictures, and then look at at least the pictures you had taken. Um, there was somebody who had figured out a way to get access to the rest of the phone through that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there and then it, that was obviously patched. It was one of the very first issues that they had with that particular instance. So anytime they change something oh. and they add these widgets, which are just uh, Right. Access to other parts of the phone from the lock screen, there's a way around it. There's some way to get the rest some, of your information. There's yeah. some way to bypass your security. We're given we're we're given little cracks in the security by doing this sort of thing. So I'm interested to see what kind of massive security updates come through the next iOS. 16.1, 16.2 updates that come out. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting too because of all the problems that they've had so far with yep. with the iOS 16 um, since it's been since it's come out. Um, so I'm just I'm just amazed. I it, the CarPlay now is another yep. one that they're having issues with with the sound on it. Yep, and it has and something to do with that CarPlay specifically. If you just link the phone to the car through Bluetooth, everything yeah. works fine. But the issue is if you use the CarPlay, uh, cell phone calls right. or the the hands free wireless calls, the voice or the sound yeah. is. Yeah, yeah you can't almost hear a them. whisper for whatever reason. Yeah. Whereas it's normal if it's Bluetooth. So yeah, that's just software somewhere in the code. Right. Somewhere in the sea of code, uh, something <laughs> is saying do this and it's responding to that, and eventually it ends up I don't know reducing the sound by like ninety percent or something. Yeah, and they yeah they can't hear yep. it and nothing. So they're and just constantly shaking up software, changing things, adding new stuff. And it just creates little various holes. And we also talked about the new iPhone 14 off air just a little bit here about how Steve Jobs' daughter made the meme. <laughs> how uh, while but when it first came out, how there's not much different, blah blah blah. And now they're saying it's one of the most repairable yeah. iPhones. Yeah, I, I was wondering if Brian would be here today. Um, I don't know if he's doing the Jacksonville stuff or not, but he sent an email. Uh, he was at a recycling. Email event uh, convention over this past week uh, where he got to see cool things. I guess he took part in a uh, name that component Ooh. from a broken down <laughs> iPhone and he says he won first place. I don't know what that means necessarily. I hope he brings a trophy home. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> exactly. Maybe some um, big money. <laughs> but he got to, I don't know if it's hands on, but he at least got to see a lot of what iFixit did as far as the newest iPhone 14s and the repairability mm. of them. And yeah, the features and the components haven't really changed a whole lot from the latest one, but the repairability is like a completely different book. Right. It the the main thing that they did is they made the back plate removable and accessible. Um, the Which previous nice. versions, you would have to choose either the screen or the back plate. Uh, we don't repair anything past, I think it's the eight, and that's because a lot of these components are very easily breakable. They made them much more difficult to get into, and they are serialized. Right. So if we accidentally break your screen and we replace it with another one, your touch uh, security probably won't function from now on. Um, Something that we've kind of talked about in the past is the right to repair. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think they were kind of pushing this onto the yeah. consumers, make it, or, or to the companies, excuse me, uh, to make these more repairable. And Apple yeah. went ahead and took that leap with the 14. Yep. Uh, EU... They create a lot of rules that these major right. companies need to follow as far as, yeah, consumer repairability. Man, we're already out of time. Cool. Wow. I mean, as far as, like, the first break goes. So we'll pick this back up here in just a minute. All right. We'll catch you back right 
Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go, gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. The phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. And we were talking about Apple and the repairability, but it seems like the iPhone 14s had a lot of issues right out of the gate coming out of the box. Certain oh, features we, not working, right? Certain features not working. Oh, we got a call coming in. Let's let's go ahead and take that. Ooh. Hello, caller. You're on 92.7 WMAY. Hey, I've uh, spilled some water on some keyboards. Is there a way to clean it so it'll work again? Um, is this just a standard USB keyboard? Uh, yes. Uh, it's a Microsoft Ergonomics one, though. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of keyboards are dishwasher safe. Uh, I don't know necessarily about those little mini ergonomic ones. Um, if it, most of the time, if you get electronics wet, if you unplug it and let it fully, completely dry out before you try sending electricity through it, a lot of the times they are salvageable as long as the components on the board didn't rust themselves. Um, okay. So that's why we say put something in rice because rice absorbs humidity. So as long as it removes all of the moisture and all of the humidity from it before you attempt to use it again, uh, I could very easily see it functioning just fine. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. Thank you, caller. Thank you for calling in. Like I said, the phone lines are open if you have any questions with keyboards or yep. wi- uh, iPhone 14s like we're talking about right now or yeah, Windows seen, 11, Windows 10. Have quite a few issues, actually. <laughs> like you were saying, yeah, right out of the bat. Right out of the box, some of the components and functions not working correctly, having issues connecting with the CarPlay. Um, I was laughing one of the articles you sent me. There, I took a picture of this little part that says the, the new iOS update that will be out next week fixes issues with the rear camera on the iPhone 14 Pro vibrating uncontrollably in select apps. And oh. I just think that's funny that, yeah, you go to open an app and if it uses your camera, like- your camera <laughs> just shakes and vibrates. And like, I'm, I don't know if you would notice it in your hand, but just taking a video or a picture would be very disordered. And, uh, oh, yeah, for yeah, if sure. If you're paying like a grand or more for one of these phones, I would be really upset over something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you, you pay buku bucks for these yep. things and these devices, these electronics, and you want them to work when you put get them out of the box. Yeah. You don't expect them to be, oh, we got to release a fix for that. Oh, we need another fix for this. Yep. <laughs> I say, oh, we didn't realize that that worked that way. We're sorry. We'll fix it in like a week or two when we figure out the software. No, these things should be tested fully and completely, even though we are seeing much more hardware and software being tested after being sold or released and then offering some kind of remote fix for it. Well, and to me, this is kind of scary because one of the newer versions of CarPlay that they want to release, they want you to run the CarPlay through your phone and have your yeah. phone control your car. And to me, that's yep. scary. It's like a like a Trojan horse running yep. on your car. It could do anything. A hacker I mean, could. there's only one reason that they would take an already existing system and try and put your phone in the middle of it. And I mean, I guess convenience, you could argue that it some people like their entire lives being ran from their phones and being able to do everything from their phones, but uh, data. Yeah. If you have if you have to install an app and it says, hey, we need 
access to these apps right here and you just say yes, you don't necessarily know what data these apps are collecting. I'm sure it legally has to tell you somewhere, but it could be in like their EULA of if you download this app, you give us permission to blah, 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 blah. Um, So yeah, that's the only reason I could think that they would want to put an app on your phone that would be in the middle of these two things is to try and see what other data they can collect as far as who you are, what you like, where you go. They want that location. Mm -hmm. That location data is really a big a big seller. They want to know where you're going all the time, what stores you're visiting or who you're going to see. Yeah. I did want to mention real quick, as far as the repairability of the iPhone 14 goes, um, this is for the 14 standard model. This is not for the uh, 14 Pro and this is not for the, I think it's the Pro Max is what they call it. Yeah, I think you're right. So if you get any, any, either of the two uh, higher end models of the 14, they have, I don't think the back plate is removable, so they are much more difficult to repair. Um, Most of the iPhone models to get to like the battery or the SIM card or anything like that, you do have to take that screen off and go through the screen. So there is the chance of you breaking the screen, just trying to replace the battery in the phone. Um, Taking the back panel off the 14 gives you access to all that stuff without even having to worry about the screen. So uh, that certainly gets around that issue. And I can see just the repairability of this really helping out electronic waste in general. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we were mentioning the European Union having rules on this sort of stuff on uh, these need to be user serviceable things. So if you have just this uh, star bit screwdriver, you should be able to repair the back panel yourself. Um, I know it does say in here that if you use a third party uh, piece, it will give you a warning Warning. that this is not genuine. Um, So the parts are still serialized to the board, which is one of our big issues. I think we got another call coming in. Hi, caller. You're on 92.7. Nope, you're not. Okay. Okay. Call back if you uh, have a question. question. Yeah. The phone lines are open. Yep. So Um, I love that they're trying to make this more repairable. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, it, it definitely helps. uh, We get less components because, you know, uh, or we we don't get the phones as a whole. We would get just the components okay. instead for repairable. Um, so we we do get less weight as far as electronic waste goes overall. But, uh, I mean, we're an environmentally concerned business. Oh, yeah. So this is a good answer for us, even if it doesn't bring more money into us. All right. It'll bring repairability <laughs> to hopefully our lab, so that's something we could offer. Speaking of repairability, Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> There's a gentleman who has an older model Tesla, 2013, Yeah. and he paid $140,000 for this vehicle, and now Tesla wants to charge him $25,000 to replace the battery because yeah, his battery... Six. Oh, I'm sorry, $26,000. Yeah. $26,000. And yeah, he paid one hundred and forty four dollars when he very first purchased it, so that was almost 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Um, but the real issue is the battery's not covered under warranty, but these cars are quoted at the battery life of being 25 to 30 years, and he's at almost 10 years. So uh, yeah, that's like a 40% yeah. of what they should be quoted at. Um, he, I think he's driven it for 77,000 miles, I think is what it says somewhere in here. That's and they're supposed to be able to run for 300,000 or longer. Uh, and it not being covered right. in warranty is where I think the real right. big yeah. issue Especially is. Especially with when you're paying that kind of money for a vehicle, f- first off, $140,000, yep. not to have the battery yeah. covered. 
But the p- real problem is, too, I think it was from the coolant or the air conditioner, I can't remember yep. which, was leaking onto the battery, which yep. caused the initial issue. And this isn't a unique case. This is yes. something that it's uh, a many common- other people have had an issue with where, yeah, the air conditioner, the coolant links directly onto the battery. It rusts certain components and the battery, it's dead. It's completely right. and totally unusable. And-, and not only that, it won't respond to anything. So he, this man <laughs> is completely and totally locked out of his car. There is a way to get into it from the front bumper or from one of the tire wells, um, but this gentleman was like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, he, if you're not a mechanic, you don't want to go taking your car apart to try and get into it. You should have access with just a standard key right. somewhere along the lines. Uh, and I don't think Tesla, they want you taking the car apart. They yeah. want to be the ones yeah. to to handle it and fix whatever the problem is. I know he had to pay $30 to get uh, owner's papers because the owner papers were locked inside the vehicle and he was just trying to sell it. He didn't want it anymore. And he did end up selling it and then the person who purchased it, they did get access to the vehicle through the wheel well um, and he is going to look into attempting to replace that battery. But, I mean, yeah, if it's $26,000 for a battery... Can you just imagine? I mean... Spending that oh, kind of money to fix a car that's ten years, ten years old. Yep. I mean, I, I know that those are higher end cars, but still. And just imagine. Yeah. I know we've spoke on here. One of the main issues that I had with it are: imagine if you spend twenty six thousand dollars for a battery, and somewhere along the lines, either someone lied or uh, just like a button got pushed that wasn't supposed to. Somebody mm-hmm. fingered it somewhere the wrong way, um, and you purchased the whatever model, the $26,000 battery, but it's actually supposed to be the $15,000 model battery. So when you go to take your Tesla in, do you have a service upgrade and they the service doesn't match what is supposed to be in the car, they will gate, hard gate right. your battery right. to what it's supposed to be. We actually talked about yep. that a couple that actually months happened ago. To somebody. Yeah, that yep. actually happened. They got the bigger battery when they took it in for service. Yep. They found out, oh, there's something else. We got a call coming in. Cool. Hello, you're on 92.7 WMAY. You know, you're talking about Tesla batteries. I don't think everybody realizes how much the batteries are in hybrid cars and electric cars. I had one of the very first Ford Escape hybrids. I had about 120,000 miles on the car, and my mechanic and I were talking about it, and he said, you know, I think that replacing the battery in this car is around nine or $10,000. I said, you got to be, he said, you got to be kidding me. He goes, no, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So we actually called the manufacturer or, you know, the depot and said, if I trade my existing battery in for another one, how much is it? It was almost $11,000. Wow. Now, that's just a that's just a standard vehicle. I think we'll be trading this right So, no, don't be surprised that when you start looking at electric cars that those batteries are only good for maybe 10 years and or, you know, 150,000 miles and that they're so expensive, it's like buying another car. Yep. There are definitely cars that are cheaper than that for the full entire vehicle. I mean, we're talking some older vehicles, but still, yeah, you can buy an entire car for that price. Yeah. And a lot of those batteries cannot be recycled. Yeah. They have not developed a way to recycle the lithium batteries yet. So basically, once we're out of lithium, which is a lot rarer than almost every other mineral that we need in this world, um, yeah, we're going to be done. Wow. Yeah? Yeah, I never never realized how the expense of those batteries were. Yeah, just think about it. When you go buy a AAA battery, they cost two or three bucks. Now put a thousand of them or three, put put three thousand of them in your car. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're not you're not wrong when you, especially when you put it like that, and we're talking, you know, just the whatever batteries compared to lithium batteries. So, 
Wow. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Hey, uh, thanks for a great show. Uh-huh, thank oh, you. hey, you were, t- you, were, you were talking about keyboards earlier? Yeah. I used to take, people would call me and say, hey, I spilled my Coke on my keyboard. What do you do? I said, don't plug it in. Take it to the dishwasher, turn it upside down on the top rack, and put it on the highest sanitary setting you have, and then let it dry for two or three days. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, yeah. and it worked. Yep, that's why I said yeah, uh, keyboards are known for being dishwasher safe. As funny as that may sound, they are literally known for being dishwasher safe. So <laughs> It works great. Cool. Thanks, right. man. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome back to Let's Talk Computers and Internet at BLH Computers. The phone lines are still open, 217-629-7970, for any last-minute questions before we wrap up the show. Yeah, I did want to talk real quick about, uh, I was reading an article this morning about something fairly controversial, and it is on whether or not we can attribute AI-generated artwork as being created by the person who created it or by the computer program itself. Uh, So somebody created a panel of, it's basically a comic, but this was created by an AI uh, algorithm. Um, I don't know if anybody has looked into this sort of stuff or not, but there's three or four different websites you can go to, and you type in a prompt. You type in words, and then the computer generates a piece of artwork based on what you are talking about. And it is a unique, totally new, totally... uh, really cool actually piece of artwork and it's it's kind of mind-blowing um it's kind of hard to imagine if you're just a general internet usage user that you've not seen some of these because it seems to have exploded recently in the last like month or so um, i'm gonna have to check this out i yeah. haven't heard anything uh i'm trying to think this. of what some of the the names of some of the one are actually for some reason i'm drawing a blank uh i know at the beginning of this month i wanted to talk about an article that i had read but we talk about a lot of stuff on the oh, show, yeah, so it just goes sure. pretty quickly. Um, in Boston, there is an an AI generated piece of artwork won first prize at an art exhibit in Boston, and a lot of people are unhappy about it. And it was a very particular category that is artwork created by computer programs. Um, there's no rules necessarily on if I have to create it or if the the uh, AI creates it itself. So generally we're talking oh. about, I open Photoshop, I take a paintbrush, I start moving it around. I paint essentially a piece right. of artwork in Photoshop. Um, you can also take pictures and mix them together and blend them and do other stuff. What this guy did, and he admitted to it, everything was on his entry form. So it's not like he tried to lie or anything like that. Uh, he went to this, uh, gosh, man, I'm drawing a real blank on what some of the names of them are, but there's a, uh, website you can go to. He just put in a couple of prompts for a piece of artwork. The AI generated this piece of art and he printed it out and he submitted it to this uh, competition and he won first place. Wow. And, um, I mean, you see this picture and it is like, uh, here, I'm going to show you my phone because that's... Oh, wow. It's a New York Times article, and I'm not a member, so it's given me an ad of I have to subscribe to finish reading it, and I'm not oh, going to do that. Oh, holy. But wow. That's... It's, it's an exquisite piece of art. Yeah. This is a real, legit piece of art, and this was created by text prompts fed into a computer program. And, I mean, it like this is something this I is could pretty... see on, like, an 8-foot by 8-foot canvas in the yeah. opening of some hotel or major restaurant or something. I mean, it's very obvious why this won first place, but it just brings up that controversy of did this guy is this guy considered an artist because he fed words to a machine uh 
the yeah. person, there was a person who created this comic. It was just a short little comic about a girl who looks an awful lot like Zendaya, which is another uh, copyright kind of issue. Um, and he's trying to create a copyright for this uh this comic that he is creating, but he's not doing the artwork aspect of it. He is just feeding prompts to a computer. So do we consider these people artists or who, who is the artist at this point in time? Yeah. Where do you, where do you draw that line? There's gotta be some sort of line drawn and, and with way technology is changing everything all the time. Yeah. That's is, you're right. Is he an artist or is, Wow, yeah, I, 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 I don't even know what to say to that. I love that. looking I, at that piece of art because yeah, it is. It's a. It looks like a very Star Wars type, uh, Tatooine type yeah. bar or uh, you know restaurant or something. Um, there's people in it. You can't yeah. really see any of their faces, yeah, but that doesn't like, necessarily matter. Um, that's just wow. I, yeah. I, I don't even know how to describe that, but that's yeah, that's really awesome. I know I've seen a. I've seen a ton of images on the internet, at least in the past month or so, that are people feeding prompts to some of these uh, deep AI generated pieces of artwork, and they come out with these art that is just fairly cool, fairly unique. Some of it's kind of a, a kind of a macabre sort of style, if that's the sort of thing that you want to go to. Um, I know there have been a lot of controversies on this sort of stuff because people will put in uh, real actors and actresses' names and uh, create uh, adult-oriented artwork based on these people, so is. There's there's a lot of controversy as far as that goes though. I know we talk about like oh. um, deep fakes quite a bit. Oh and yeah, that's just that's right. sort of where this sort of thing, yeah, all of this blends yeah. together of uh, creating images that don't exist, of taking still images just, and turning them into video. Yeah, uh, with shocking accuracy. Some, man. like it is kind of mind blowing. We got a call coming in here. Hello, you're on ninety two seven WMAY. Yes, I have a question. Sure. I have a, a bunch of electronics to recycle, and I have all the boxes for them. Shall I put them in the cardboard boxes and bring them in, or leave the boxes at home, or? Um, we, if you just want to bring the boxes in with them, we will take them as well. You don't have to like remove them from anything like that. You can just bring it to us all as it is. Uh, we're an electronic recycler, so we don't really. Uh, Except cardboard in massive amounts, but yeah, if you just put them in a box and bring them into us, we will just take them off your hands, no problem. Okay, they're original boxes for the equipment. Yeah, we'll definitely take that, no problem. Okay, no problem. thank you. Cool. Thank you, caller. Yep. yep, if you have any more questions, we still got a couple more minutes left of the show. Um, 217-629-7970 with any questions. And also, too, um, Verizon, they've... Uh, uh, started a bought track phone. Yep. Excuse me, I lost my words there for a minute. That's okay. Um, they bought track phone. They've launched a new prepaid. I see um, called Total. Is it Total Wireless? Yep. Is that the yeah Total yep. Wireless? So they're so, going to be getting into. They're going to be trying to take over the just prepaid pay as you go. You only get a little bit. You don't have to sign up for any kind of service. And um, yeah, buying track phones pretty cool. So oh yeah, and then uh, remember the nineties. Yep. We had Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, Dreamcast. I mean, you're talking about my childhood <laughs> yeah. specifically and the times I grew well, up. There's so, a, yeah, there's a Kickstarter <laughs> for the Dreamcast that uh, was recently announced. People want to kind of bring back that little that childhood memory there. That was pretty cool. Little. So the only thing that it is for is for the uh, the memory unit. So the 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 save card. The, the right. Yeah. The what the memory card. Um, it had a little built-in display on it, so it was just 
slightly more advanced than your standard memory card for like the PlayStation or whatever. Uh, it was very cool. You could yep. go through it and see what games you right. had saved to it outside of the device. Um, I think the Dreamcast was really underrated. We yeah. talked about that a little off air. Yep. It was one of the underrated consoles. I'm pretty sure the Dreamcast was the first console that had built-in internet capability. I think so, too. I know um, the PS2, you could buy a, a component that you would add to it, but the Dreamcast, I think, is the first one that came out of the box with built-in internet capability, okay. and it was just way, way ahead of its time, and for some reason, I think it was just slightly late and when it was sold, so that's why it died. Well, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can come out to our location, uh, 1832 Stevenson Drive, until 6 p.m. today, and actually, we are closing, I think, 10 minutes early because of the... Uh, cruise night oh. thing that goes. It goes oh. right in front of our shop, and it makes traffic chaos, so we will be closing at 5.50 today. Okay. Um, Jacksonville? Jacksonville is 832 South Main. They are closed today. They will be operating normal hours.